This is the IEEE USA Insight Podcast, episode number 11, a monthly program featuring news, information, and updates from IEEE USA headquarters in Washington, D.C. And now your host, Chris McMains. John, thank you for that kind introduction. And hello, listeners. We've got a good show planned for you today. So let's start with some news that we think will interest you. The first IEEE Virtual Career and Talent Expo live recruiting day in January was a huge success. According to event director Kyla Bonstetter, 429 people made up of IEEE members and non-members participated, as did 20 companies such as HP, Lidos, Samsung, PricewaterhouseCoopers, and Medtronic. Even if you missed it live, you can register now and join the expo anytime. The platform is open 24-7. The next live recruiting day is Sunday, April 20th from 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific. The expo uses groundbreaking technology to match you to your best employment opportunities. You can start today by registering, posting your resume, and filling out a talent profile. The cost is $125 for non-members and free for members and U.S. veterans. So please, if you know a veteran who is looking for a high-tech job, tell him or her about the Expo. To register and for more information, go to IEEEExpo.org. IEEE USA's new communications and power disaster relief vehicle will be unveiled to the public at Marriott's Waterside Hotel in Norfolk, Virginia, on Saturday, April 2nd, from 1 to 3 p.m. The premiere is being held in conjunction with Southeast Con, IEEE Region 3's annual technical, professional, and student conference. Dubbed MOVE, Mobile Outreach Vehicle, the truck will travel to communities hit hard by natural disasters and infrastructure failures. The goal is to enable people to communicate by providing rechargeable power banks, real-time survivor information, and Wi-Fi until regular electricity and data services can be restored. Training for the IEEE volunteers who will staff the vehicle and take it on the road is also being held during Southeast Con. When not deployed to aid people, the MOVE vehicle will travel to places such as schools, libraries, fairs, and sporting events, to promote STEM education and raise awareness about the positive social impact advanced technologies can have. Donations and volunteers are welcome. For more information, search for IEEE USA and MOVE Community Outreach. If you can't attend the event, check out the IEEE USA Facebook page as we broadcast live from Norfolk on April 2nd. The video will then be archived on Facebook. John, here's that last item now done as an after-the-fact news item. IEEE USA's new communications and power disaster relief vehicle was unveiled to the public at Marriott's Waterside Hotel in Norfolk, Virginia on Saturday, April 2nd. The premiere was held in conjunction with Southeast Con, IEEE Region 3's annual technical, professional, and student conference. Dubbed MOVE, mobile outreach vehicle, the truck will travel to communities hit hard by natural disasters and infrastructure failures. The goal is to enable people to communicate by providing rechargeable power banks, real-time survivor information, and Wi-Fi 
until regular electricity and data services can be restored. Training for the IEEE volunteers who will staff the vehicle and take it on the road was also held during Southeast Con. When not deployed to aid people, the MOVE vehicle will travel to places such as schools, libraries, fairs, and sporting events to promote STEM education and raise awareness about the positive social impact advanced technologies can have. Donations and volunteers are welcome. For more information, search for IEEE USA and MOVE Community Outreach. If you missed the event, we have video on the IEEE USA Facebook page. Now it's time for IEEE USA eBook Corner, highlighting new free and existing IEEE USA eBooks available to IEEE members. In the long run, you hit only what you aim at. Author Harry T. Roman believes this maxim from Henry David Thoreau perfectly sums up how professionals should approach managing one of their most important important assets, their careers. In IEEE USA's new ebook, Developing Your People, Common Sense Leadership in the Workplace, Volume 3, Career Asset Management, Teamwork and Empowerment, Roman says the bulk of the responsibility for planning their futures rests with the employees themselves. The best thing managers can do, he says, is to teach employees a logical and worthwhile process they can use to prepare for their career futures. He further notes that their futures may not be with the company they're now working for because many people will have three to four different jobs during their careers. A veteran engineering professional and educator, Roman wrote the three-volume series because he believes there's no greater responsibility in the workplace than being a manager in charge of developing employees. He also thinks managers should create environments that inspire and encourage their employees. In this latest volume, he states, Humans protect their worldly assets, their houses, and their families. Why not protect their earning power in their careers as well? In the chapter Career Asset Management, Roman explains the process for employees asking themselves the right questions, developing plans for where they want their careers to go, and mapping out a strategy for getting there. Here, Roman uses excerpted information from IEEE USA's Career Asset Management, CAM tool, which he helped to develop. Roman says the first two steps, research career opportunities and identify and define personal career goals, set the tone for the activity. The next three steps, self-assessment, analyze gap, and develop plan and identify actions, he describes as active career planning. Finally, for the last two steps, implement plan and reevaluate and reassess, Roman advises tenacity and sticking to one's commitments as well as flexibility because things change, technology moves forward, and the playing field constantly evolves, he says. An IEEE senior member who worked for 36 years, almost all of them in R&D for Public Service Electric and Gas Company, the largest utility serving New Jersey, Roman directed and consulted on more than $100 million worth of projects and programs. He has also taught graduate-level R&D project management courses at the New Jersey Institute of Technology. Developing Your People, Common Sense Leadership in the Workplace, Volume 3, Career Asset Management, is now available for $7.99 to members and $9.99 to non-members at shop.ieeeusa.org. 
Also available for the same price are the first two volumes in this series. Volume 1, Key Skills Employers Will Need, clarifies the distinctive realities of the information age, the type of skills that are required for career success, and how managers can create environments that inspire and encourage their employees. And Volume 2, Employment and Development Strategies, explains the importance of helping employees understand process and how managers can effectively coach those reporting to them and managing the professional development needs of younger employees. Collect them all. Don't miss out on these three great books. I'm Georgia Stelluto for IEEE USA. In the IEEE USA Insight Spotlight, we bring you close up to a newsmaker or public figure with a quick one-on-one interview. This month, Chris speaks with Dr. Luis Kuhn, who recently retired as Professor of National Security at the National Defense University. Luis is an IEEE Fellow and Distinguished Lecturer who has a Ph.D. in Biomedical Engineering from UCLA. Luis, thank you very much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure to see you. I know that you're a a longtime IEEE and IEEE USA volunteer. September 2014, you retired from the National Defense University. And uh, how are things going since you retired? Well, Chris, uh, first of all, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I always enjoyed uh, working on technology policy, although in 86, when I first came here, uh, at the insistence of two uh, EMBS presidents, I really knew nothing about technology policy, but um, I would say that uh, I have never left since I joined, and uh, I have truly enjoyed uh, my participation here. Well, that's great, and we've enjoyed your your insight and your, your input and everything that you've contributed. And I know that one of your main focuses is on critical infrastructures, and uh, the U.S. government has defined be it 16 or 18, depending on what number you use, various critical infrastructures. And, of course, these are systems, networks, and assets that are considered so essential to our nation that if they were to be destroyed or severely damaged, they would have a debilitating effect on things like national security, our economy, our public health, uh, safety, And uh, for those that don't know, some of these critical infrastructures include communications, chemicals, dams, energy, food and agriculture, nuclear reactors, transportation, information technology, financial services. And the, the one area where you have really done a lot of research and a lot of work is in healthcare and public health. Yeah, the, those infrastructures are extremely important, but uh, I think uh, one part that people don't uh, have clear is the fact that all these 16 or 18 critical infrastructures have a common thread with information technology. And uh, there was a report done in 2002 by the Institute of Medicine and the National Academies on uh, making the nation safer that talks about all these interrelationships and interdependencies. And, of course, if one of these infrastructures goes down, there 
will be like a domino effect that brings down all the others. And uh, every time that there is a major crisis, uh, and by the way, uh, this crisis can be naturally done by the weather, for example, uh, like we had uh, with uh, Storm Sandy in New York with the flooding of uh, the tunnels. Uh, in New York, suddenly those same tunnels held the communication links, uh, but also the rails for the trains. So all the commerce on the eastern coast of the U.S. got disrupted, communications got disrupted, and of course just going to work in, in New York City was was a nightmare. So uh, as you can see, the, these are all interconnected, if you want, uh, effects of uh, debilitating uh, different sectors, and uh, so it's extremely important. Um, in the U.S., on the other hand, uh, Healthcare and public health tend to be two separated animals, and uh, I have insisted through the years the opportunities that, uh, for example, public health offers to healthcare. Uh, and uh, I think with all the advancements in technology, particularly cell phones that are intelligent and that could act as sensors. And, uh, and now social networks, there is a lot of information that can help us from the preventive side and keep people well. And so this is almost like a new uh, part of this uh, public health critical infrastructure, if you want, that could help uh, improve our healthcare system. And you were saying how important uh, information technology is in all of these critical infrastructures because computer systems tend to run so much of what we do, which makes cybersecurity so important. Right, right. Yeah. Um, we address uh, in the Society for Social Implications of Technologies, or SSIT, we're very concerned uh, not only about ethical and moral issues, but uh, in many cases it could be public safety uh, and and of course, when we talk about healthcare and public health, there are many issues that uh, we might not see them with uh, plain eyes, uh, but that can affect us. For example, uh, if you go to your kitchen, you will find that due to the global economy, uh, your kitchen is full of fruits and vegetables from all over the world. You have no idea if those pieces have uh, con any type of contamination if they have used pesticides, um, and yet they could affect you and your family. Uh, the same thing, you may recall, the, with toys that were covered with uh, lead. Uh, These were toys that came from China. Uh, but it can happen with, with anything, with, with, uh, with, uh, particularly in the areas of, uh, of food, um, we have great concerns. Uh, we can have fish that may contain radiation because uh, it might have been caught near areas uh, from the disaster of Fukushima uh, and so on and so forth. So um, today technology offers ways of doing traceability and uh, by knowing where foods are coming from, 
we can trace and stop uh, immediately if something is wrong, and we need to use these technologies to our, our own advantage. So do you see a key role that IEEE can play to help make our, our nation and our world more secure? Yes, I, I think uh, on one hand, we uh, at IEEE in general, we talk about humanitarian needs, but, uh, but the needs in uh, underdeveloped nations might be a little bit different than the ones that we have here. Uh, there are projects like GEOS. Uh, GEOS is a system of systems that does uh, remote sensing that can help us determine, uh, for example, where uh, areas lack water, uh, so that can affect food production, agriculture, and so on. Uh, on the other hand, uh, we, we know where conflict can occur, uh, and uh, perhaps because of lack of water, because lakes have completely disappeared and people fight for whatever is available. Um, so definitely these uh, information technology tools will have a great impact in helping diffuse problems and trying to not only prevent but to create strategies that will better address um you know, the the public safety and security of uh, citizens around the world. And and how important is technology policy towards accomplishing these goals? Well, this is another interesting paradigm because uh, I think uh, we have an organization like IEEE USA that in the past uh, and currently uh, seeks to enlighten uh, those legislators and make uh, policy about different uh, issues that could be in energy, healthcare, critical infrastructures, and so on. But the reality is that every member of um, IEEE, regardless of where they live, they have the same issues. People are concerned about their computers being hacked, uh, so their security, their privacy of their records. Uh, so we need to look more like the society that creates standards, but not only technical standards, but advice about technology policy, how different countries should address the protection of the privacy of their citizens. I'm not talking about telling uh, the governments uh, exactly what to do, but suggest ways that they could improve and uh, and protect uh, their own people. Well, Luis, thank you very much for your your insight today, and I hope we get a chance to see each other a little more often, and, and maybe we can talk again. So thank you very much, Luis. Thank you, Chris. Time now for Georgia Stelludo and the IEEE USA Conference Update. Spring is in the air here in the nation's capital, and it's time now for your IEEE USA Conference Calendar Update. Come and celebrate engineering and science at the 4th Biennial USA Science and Engineering Festival, the largest STEM education event of its kind in the United States. 
The festival kicked off during 2014 and 2015 with school programs nationwide and year-round contests and events, and it will culminate in a two-day grand finale expo this April 16th through 17th at the Walter E. Washington Convention Center in Washington, D.C., More than 1,000 leading STEM organizations will present hands-on science and engineering activities for people of all ages. The event is free of charge. Find out more at www.usasciencefestival.org. Also plan to attend the IEEE PES Transmission and Distribution Conference and Exposition on the 2nd through 5th of May in Dallas, Texas. The T&D Conference and Exposition gives you unrivaled access to industry experts from around the world with a dynamic and robust series of super sessions, panel discussions, poster presentations, and tutorials. International thought leaders will be brought together to discuss the most critical issues facing our industry today. And don't miss legendary Hall of Fame NFL player Emmett Smith as he kicks off the largest opening reception to date at AT&T Stadium, home of the Dallas Cowboys. Other conferences of note coming in 2016 are the 2016 IEEE International Symposium on Technologies for Homeland Security on the 10th through 12th of May in Waltham, Massachusetts in the Boston area, the IEEE International Symposium of Ethics in Engineering, Science, and Technology, Ethics 2016 in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada on the 13th through 15th of May, and the IEEE Photovoltaic Specialist Conference on the 5th through 10th of June in Portland, Oregon. Plan ahead and be sure to schedule in these informative and interesting conferences. For more information on um, upcoming conferences, go to IEEEUSA.org slash conferences. Hope you can attend some of these exciting conferences and events. Remember, networking with your peers is one of your most valuable professional tools. Don't miss these great opportunities. I'm Georgia Stelludo for IEEE USA. In April, IEEE USA's free monthly ebook to members is Engineers Working with Teachers, a handbook for bringing the excitement of engineering, science, technology, invention, and creativity into the classroom. In this ebook, author Harry Roman shares his experiences working with teachers and students using presentations, demonstrations, and team based competitions to stimulate their interests and career choices. From April 1st through May 15th, IEEE members can download a complimentary copy of this ebook by going to IEEE USA Shop and using promo code APRFREE16. That's A-P-R-F-R-E-E-16. IEEE USA makes a complimentary ebook available to IEEE members every month and is one of the many benefits of membership. A variety of ebook titles are ready for download on the IEEE USA shop site. Also in April, IEEE USA will offer three free webinars. On April 8th, we will present Good Girls Ask. Negotiation Techniques for Women, from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Time. On the 14th, from 2 to 3 p.m., join us for Patents, What's the Process, Forms, Fees, Office Actions, Rejections, and Allowances. On April 28th, IEEE USA Government Relations Director Russ Harrison will deliver his monthly Government Affairs Update from 1 to 1.30 p.m. So tune in if you'd like to find out what's going on in Washington on issues of interest to USIEEE members. 
To register for these free events and access a variety of archived presentations, search for IEEE USA webinars. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. I'm Chris McMains in Washington, wishing you and your family a wonderful day. This has been the IEEE USA Insight Podcast. Join us again next month as we take a look at news, information, and updates from IEEE USA. If you have feedback you'd like to share, please connect with us by commenting on our IEEE USA Insight article. Send us email at insightpodcast at IEEEUSA.org. Visit Facebook at facebook.com slash IEEEUSA or Twitter at IEEEUSA. I'm John Yuglenski. Thanks for tuning in.